Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 85 are up to. It's a massive week. There were goals galore in England, top of the table clash in Italy, and stay tuned. Later on this week, there'll also be a Red Edition episode because the Socceroo squad is out. Our boy Craig Goodwin's going and Adelaide got a great win. We'll go through all that. Uh, here tonight, once again, to join me on the, on the other end of the line is Tommy. How you doing, man? Where would you like to man, start? It's one of these perfect weekends, man. Clean slate, Arsenal win, Leeds win. All of our rivals lose. It's just, it oh, feels so good. <laughs> it's such a great week to record a podcast about this great game. I'm sure we'll Should... touch on the United game, Man United. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. It's It's got to be done. We'll uh, leave them to a point in the pod where they deserve. That's the least amount of respect possible where we're trying to wind it up. You you Really? Yep. I'm going that far. All right. Uh, where would you like to start, though, this week? I'm leaving it with well, you. You know, you know, I'm a massive fan of managers getting sacked. You are. I just... There's something about it that really just ignites all the kind of satanic vibe inside of me. I'm like, great. You're given this hugely privileged position. You know, you could be easily be lauded as hero or villain. And it's when it goes wrong, I don't know. This uh, it's sadistic, I know, but it just, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. So to see Hassan Huttel, the Southampton manager sacked a fifth one in the top flight so far. I don't know. It just it makes me go crazy a little bit. Makes you go crazy. I just enjoy it crazy. so much. I just enjoy it. These guys put everything on the line. Like yeah. Their their entire reputation. Like you there's nowhere to hide when you go a manager in the Premier League. And it is so volatile. And there are so many managerial sackings in this league. Why on earth would you do it? You have to be an absolute madman. You would. Um, it's not for me, that's for sure. They the amount of guys getting the chop this year is just ridiculous. I don't understand it. Um, it's too many. It's the pressure, dude. It's like, the, it's it's the absolute. And because of the weird World Cup thing, no one wanted to be in the relegation zone going into the World Cup break. Yeah. And so that's why you've seen just five rapid fire managerial changes to ensure that these teams are mid table at least. Everybody wants their success to be immediate, and I just you just can't do it. Unless you you're know what's, spending you, what Man City is spending, of even course, then, yeah. they, even then they didn't like it wasn't immediate for them, was it? You know, it's weird. It's it's not success. It's being able to stay in the division, and maybe that's success in a way, but it's not like actual success. It's this weird kind of middle ground where you're just trying not to fail all the time. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So that's come on the back of uh, Southampton getting thumped at home by Newcastle. There. Their role continues. Our mate Mag- Miguel Almiron on the score sheet again. He's just scoring bangers these days. Um, seven boy, and seven. <laughs> your boy San Maximum, the overrated, got an assist towards the end. Junk time, but uh, an assist nonetheless. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> 91st minute, junk time. <laughs> Game's already won. It doesn't even matter. Yep. <laughs> no, that's uh, Almiron, seven and seven, Sam. It's making a couple of people look like mugs, don't you think? Uh, who is a mug? I'm just referring to people that maybe wrote him off, saying oh, that it wasn't any good. Maybe that he didn't have mug. this kind of ability in there. No, I'm just no. saying some people. Some people. Well, if he continues on that way, then good on him. But I'm still holding out some hope it'll just 
flop it. No, nah, I shouldn't say that. Why would I hope he flops? I have no. <laughs> Just to make sure that your previous comment yeah. isn't nah, I'm happy. true. Happy to be proven wrong. And uh, he's proven me wrong. <laughs> I said this last week. Uh, he's going good at Newcastle after that week where we said, what the fuck's all the fuss about? You know, mm. they're not. They're not winning games, but they weren't losing any. And now they've gone mm. bang, 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 and they've they've marched up. They sit third now all of a sudden. Third, Sam. And they haven't really – they haven't invested in the squad like everyone's – you know how everyone – like they have, but it's not been in the way that everyone mm. thought they were just going to sign Mbappe and sign this guy and sign that guy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I, I read during the week um, there was like a prominent Newcastle channel on social media – just like championing the fact that they they only spent 70 million pounds on their defense. And there was a lot of detractors in the comments saying, oh, you know, 70 million pounds in defense. Like that's heaps. Like that's way more than half of the clubs in the Premier League have spent on their back four. Yeah. And, you know, they obviously counter back. Well, you know, Man City signed fullbacks for 50 million pounds. So it's not actually that much. And it's they, they're kind of in that weird uh, gray area at the moment where, their team isn't valued so highly that it sits in a Man City, Man United, Liverpool rank, but they are also spending inordinate amounts of money, uncompared to anybody in Europe at the moment. And it's 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 weird because I, I was a Newcastle fan. I'll just be embracing the cash injection. I'll just be saying, "Yeah, fuck it, we have hell cash. What like what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to enjoy it. Fuck you." It's not up to the fan to solve that issue. So just uh, go along for the ride, I guess, and enjoy it. Yeah. Do you have anything else on the actual game, Southampton, Newcastle, or Hassenhutl, or any of these two clubs? I thought it was weird, the sacking of Hassenhutl, to be honest, because he was one of those managers in the bottom half that were able to take points off of the big teams. Like they drew, drew yeah. with Arsenal, obviously. They beat Chelsea. But it was those results against the bottom half table sides, Villa, Palace, Everton, Leeds it really derailed the season for them. And it just kind of makes you think like, was this guy any good? And is this Southampton team any good? Or like who, it's another one of those, who are they going to bring in? They can't get Emery. Like they're not a villa that like, who, who's next? Yeah. I don't know. Like they, I think their squad is still, um, they're, they're better than relegation. Definitely. I think the squad, but they're, you know, they're not getting the results. Need a big change, but who do they bring in? Like you said, like, I can't even think of who would be available that would take a job like that. It would be someone, like, it would be someone we're not completely aware of in our ignorant mm. bliss over here, but, yeah. you know, uh, good luck to <laughs> him, I guess. With, with great pedigree in one of the ninth to 11th ranked European nations, perhaps. Pluck someone out of Belgium and see what happens. Yeah. They're also one win away from... Like 11th, 12th. Well, that's, so. that's it. They could overtake Leeds with a win. So I don't... Yeah, it's so... It's all over the place and everyone's being really erratic and like you said, panicking and just pulling the trigger on managers because there's a World Cup coming up and no one wants to be bottom three at the break. So there you go. Yeah, it's just... It's making for great entertainment. Uh, we'll move it on. We're not really going chronologically because we've got a bit to get through tonight, but this game was also on the weekend. Spurs one, Liverpool two. Oh boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Who who had that coming? I don't... Who can predict these two teams at the moment? Even, you know, despite Spurs' great record in the league and making the last 16 of the Champions League, then they come out and perform like this is against a really lowly Liverpool. They've dropped points against Leeds and Forest. Yeah, what, I mean, greatest league in the world? Is that is that what we're saying? Who can predict <laughs> this? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, pretty happy for Liverpool to get the win there because, uh, you know, Arsenal needed the break on a few teams and they're uh-huh. kind of just starting to bridge that gap between it's kind of like Arsenal City and then, you know, the rest are just kind of just starting to drop off a bit, especially the bigger sides. Um, so Spurs fall away a bit, but they they just can't find a rhythm at the moment and uh, they, they seem to play a different weird combination of defenders each week in this weird shape. They, I don't know why. They signed Longley. Is it, is that how you say his name? From we'll Barcelona. go with We'll put that in the cannon. French. Should we just do a uh, Langlet? A Langlet. Clement Langlet. Everyone, everyone will know who we mean now. That'll do. Yeah. Uh, just, I don't know, the Perisic playing up front all of a sudden with Eric Kane. And, uh, <laughs> Conte wants to defend every week, but then Eric Dyer's hitting the ball backwards for Salah to score. Like, it's just, it's a fucking mess. And <laughs> Fabinho's obviously found a, found a little bit of a groove on the weekend. Thiago came back in. Uh, he might have come, come back in before then. Um, not sure, but Canate as well. And job done. Liverpool three points. Salah starting to find the net. Um, good times. Good times, definitely. I, I saw some people call this Spurs' best performance this season. And it just made me think, how low is the bar right now? How could how could this be it? Especially when they like they sit they sit fourth, but we still talk about them every week like they're junk. Like are they they would have to be the worst team in the top. I'm gonna say eight, maybe 18. nine, maybe nine if I want to include Fulham. I I think you know um, Conte obviously plays a formation to quality players, but if you tried to play this with Bournemouth, you would be dead bottom without a win to your name. You you wouldn't have you barely have any points. Yeah. If he's supposed to be so good at defensive organization, why do they keep conceding first? Like none of this makes any sense. It seems completely bizarre. I've spoken about it before, but watching his inter team when they won the league were they were great to watch. They played mm-hmm. awesome football. So I don't understand this. Um maybe he just doesn't trust his players, doesn't think they're good enough. That's I watched them play kind of what it sounds like. I watched the second half of the game their game against Marseille last week in the Champions League, which they needed to. They could have the group was so tight that they could have finished like top or bottom, depending on what happened or something like that. But they they ended up winning with a last-minute uh, winner. Had it stayed level, they were going through anyway. Um, but they were just on the back foot, being absolutely dominated, dominated by a really poor Marseille side that are made up of these weird like mid-table players or players that couldn't make the cut at teams in like the Spurs area of the table in bigger leagues. You know, ex mm-hmm. like Kalasinac, Guendouzi. Um, they have Jordan Veretout there from Roma, and like just. Guys like that yeah. who team bigger clubs have cut because they need to make the step up, and these guys aren't yeah. quite good enough. And they were exactly. all over Tottenham. They were absolutely killing them. Your classic Solanke types, you know, Peter Crouch, <laughs> these guys Peter that Crouch. you like, Charlie Austin. These guys, you know, good footballers, but not not quite good enough. Yeah, no, but, I totally get that. Yeah, I don't get it with Tottenham. And then, yeah, I don't know what the deal is with them. They go through to the Champions League. Round of 16, which we'll talk about later, but uh, I don't know if they'd want to be, would they? Are they going to, oh, they're not going to go any further than a quarter final, but they, um, it's a good cash injection. I'd say it's going to interfere with their league games and they can't really afford it. Yes. I mean, the question of depth with Spurs is there, I suppose. You would think they'll be able to handle it more than most. Maybe that's why he's playing so conservatively. Maybe he's going to go 
all out post World Cup. Like, who knows? This could be a Conte masterstroke. Yeah. His side is fourth after all, and in all the competitions. So, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be um, um on them too hard. On the other note, I briefly made mention of it when I read the score, but I think we we we're overdue giving Liverpool a bit of praise, aren't we? Do we have to? I just yeah, we they can look, give them a bit. They look like they can only beat like the Super League teams, and they've got such curious form lines. You can't. It'd be hard to really distinguish where they are at the moment. I think any of the as they start to build that squad back up with players getting them back in, I think they're going to look they're going to look super dangerous. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they made a charge right up there and ended up third. You know, maybe second if Arsenal do a collapse. But well, I mean, they're probably going to be aided by um, not being in the Champions League beyond the next round. So potentially, yeah, they could just be focusing on rescuing the Premier League yeah. campaign. A lot will rely on... Um, I, I'd say a lot will rely on United and Chelsea's ability to maintain some consistency, which mm-hmm. they haven't been able to do yet, which might be giving Liverpool a lifeline to keep getting right back up there. Uh, Tottenham, I guess, similar too, their consistency also giving Liverpool a lifeline. Uh, we'll move on. Chelsea at home to Arsenal. Did you catch this one at the bridge? I saw bits and pieces of this, Sam. But okay. feeling, you know, knowing you as an Arsenal fan and knowing, you know, the kind of vitriol you had to endure throughout the periods, Chelsea were very dominant against Arsenal. I just feel like this would be a good opportunity to give you the floor as Arsenal is top. By, virtu- by vitriol, do we mean the time someone threw a glass at me at the Rosemont? There was during, that moment. During a Chelsea-Arsenal game? There was that moment. There's many more. I can think of many more. <laughs> You've, yeah. you've, you've put up with a bit over the years, I mean, so it must, it must be nice for the Gunners to do this kind of thing, what they should be doing. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't it doesn't mean a whole lot, does it? It's just... um, Well, the Arsenal players looked like it meant a whole lot to them. It did. I, I just mean, like, football results are swings and roundabouts, like, against teams. It's it's what you look at at the end of the season. Table position, did you win, a, did you win any silverware? Arsenal need to make that step to winning silverware now. Um, They have to do it. They have to win something. This year, I'd say, if not next year, at the latest. What, what, what could they win? What do you think they're going to Even win? if it's a cup. Even if it's a cup. This I think these players need to... They've shown enough this year to show they're, they're good enough to contend. Mm-hmm. Whether they maintain that throughout the season, I'm not sure. But you can see it. At least you can see it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of these players would would get a huge buzz out of just lifting something. Even if isn't it's a that, league cup or an FA cup or something, isn't isn't that what Vanga was so derided for in his latest tenure? Though was like Arsenal just winning FA cups, but it wasn't. It's not like they were deliberately putting the league aside to go out and win cups. Yeah, it's not like a deliberate plan. It's just that they weren't good enough to win the league, and they ended up with a good draw and ended up being able to beat teams in the cups, cup mm-hmm. games. It wasn't like they set out at the start of the year and said, let's only win this. And that's not what I'm saying now. Obviously, they still try and win the league. But, you know, uh, taking some sort of silverware would just be a big boost for this squad. Um, I thought they were they were excellent against Chelsea, to be honest. I thought oh, yeah. we were by far the better team. 1-0, I thought was... Um, it's not biased, is it, to say I thought 1-0 was maybe flattering for Chelsea? I, I kind of thought 1-0 was fair. I would take yeah. 1-0. Yeah. Okay. I thought Arsenal had chances, especially after one nil, to put it to bed, to bury it. Yeah. Yeah. To bury a second or a third, and just didn't really take them. weren't clinical enough. They also had chances in the first half where they cut them open, and Gabriel missed missed a sitter sitter header. 
and just a few other chances. Ben White had a couple of times he kind of snatched at, and maybe yeah, that's why Gabriel was. Way. Maybe that's why he was dropped from the Brazil squad for the World Cup. Yeah, maybe, and maybe it looked like Chelsea were just um, they're pretty content to hit on the counter, or well, they didn't really yeah. have much of a choice because. Every time they got on the ball, Arsenal were pressing them before they got over halfway and winning it back. Um, they were just they were, they were just good to watch. Overwhelmed, yeah, they were dominated yeah. Chelsea. Um, what like one shot on target really, or five shots? They didn't really worry Arsenal on goal at all, and nor did they really compete in the key positions on the field. So yeah, comfortably they had, beaten. They had one shot on target and one shot off target. Yeah, well, and Arsenal only had the two on target, but they had nine off target. So yeah. They were getting that's in all the right th- areas. That's why I thought one nil was fair. One nil was fair. Yeah, like, maybe. I would like to have um, seen a second go in. Of course, just personally speaking. I hope I hope you've been sticking it up. All the uh, historical so and sos. The who's the what? The old Chelsea fans that I can just think so prominent in my mind, very vocal in the pubs and social <laughs> media. I must be humble. Is all I'm thinking. I'm not that guy. I think the silence says more. Yeah. Yeah. Silence is violence. Yeah. Have you got any notes on this? No, I just, it was like, it was a good game. It was a competitive game. Um, It was one of those. Wasn't a blockbuster. Nah, as a neutral, you were just kind of like, okay, yeah, that was good. Uh, Obviously the the storyline, the Uber coming back and posting it's nothing personal and then Gabrielle doing the celebration and posting it's nothing personal. Very funny. Yeah, you got you love that. Players are real into it these days, aren't they? They you know, are. I kind of like it. It adds a different dimension to it, doesn't it? It's a little bit more theatrical, I guess. And then obviously they get on the field and it's not really a big deal between them. Unless yeah. you're Diego Costa because you're a madman. But otherwise, yeah, it's fun to, to watch along. Cool. Uh, should we do... What should we do next? I've got it in the sheet. I've got Villa 3, United 1 here, but you wanted to do it right at the very end when we're wrapping up. <laughs> let's do it now. Let's do it let's now. Keep, go, keep in order. This uh, is the pit. one I've got the most notes on, so let's go. Well, take it away. Like, I wanted to start off, to be fair to the Manx, they'd only lost one game in the last 10, and that was against Man City. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not like the wheels have completely fallen off the campaign or the resurrection potentially under Ten Hag. So let, let, let's get that out of the way. But still concerning, Sam. They've been comfortably beaten here by like the most yeah. up and down Villa side of all the teams in the Prem. They're probably the most up and down. You don't know what you're going to get from these guys. Um, And like consistency for a top four push, absolutely paramount. So they didn't show that in this game. And these kind of results and like how often they occur really do jeopardize where they're going to finish in the in the long run. Hundred percent. Um, just some weird shit going on. You know, Ten Hag okay. says he's he's not happy with Ronaldo at times, but then he like suspends him for like whatever for not following team rules or something, and then gives him the armband. Like, just weird Captain's stuff in- like that. And are you insane? It's just uh, there's a weird dynamic going on there. We talked about that last week. A weird dynamic. Um, did you see I- what he said about the captaincy? He said that obviously, um, Bruno was out. So he, well, Maguire's on the bench. Bruno's out. Next in charge is De Gea, but he doesn't like goalkeepers being captain because they're too far away from the game. Right. He said Casemiro would be next, but Casemiro's English still isn't that great and he's still settling into the team. So then he's like, it's Renato's the next one. Renato's the fifth guy in charge. 
Wow. What a consolation prize for Ronaldo. <laughs> Doesn't that just speak <laughs> volumes of where they are at United moments? Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Who's who's running the show? I don't know. Uh, like I said, weird dynamic. I don't know. Um, bit of a Game of Thrones thing happening. Potentially, because like I read as well, supposedly they ignored Ten Hag's instructions. They didn't follow out his tactical outline and they like resorted to just <laughs> crossing it in and trying to find Ronaldo's head in the box somewhere. Just like the lazy bastards they are. Seems legit. They play some pretty ordinary football, don't they? Um, For a team that they have the quality within. Yeah, they, they do yeah, play some ordinary 100%. Football. And Villa, they played some good football in this one, which... I've been waiting to see from them because they've got it in there. They've got the squad, like we say every week, but haven't been able to string it together this week. They put it on the, put it together and put a few goals on a plate. Um, buried United, and we love to see it. How good! First one at home against the scum since 1995. Um, the best possible buy-in Emery could get, like from his new team that he's taking over. How? <laughs> what? A, yeah. What a brilliant way to announce yourself to the team! Like here we go. We just knock off. We're stuck off Man United, no problem. Yeah. Done. Welcome back. Welcome back to the league. It's, Welcome back um, to the English top flight. It's incredible, Sam, what you can do or what a club can do when they appoint managers on pedigree rather than name. Ooh, pot shots. Love that. Uh, do you want to take any more pot shots in this next game? City 2, Fulham 1. Uh, wow. Uh, I didn't How? expect this. I thought How? maybe we don't give Fulham enough credit. Um, other others do, I guess, but uh, we might have said that before, actually. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, that could be true. Uh, but how much credit can you give to a Fulham side that couldn't capitalize on a ten-man city for seventy minutes? I mean, the the ten players City have, <laughs> you know, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I mean, it was evident in how Pep set up after the red card, and he was like. You know what? Fuck it. We'll just we'll leave the defender out. No problem. Mm. We want to maintain the five and attack. And sure. whenever you've whenever you've got KDB and Haaland on the counter attack, you're you're in a lot of you're in a lot of strife. You're, you're going to be a threat all the time, aren't you? Uh, thoughts on the red moment. card? Red card thoughts? Mm, yeah, mm, I'm I'm kind of in the camp. If you're going to give the pen, just give me yellow. And like, if he misses the penalty, not entirely. Yeah, it's not a rule though. So it's, it's no, it's not a rule. But that's that's what I'd like to see happen. <laughs> Look, oh, you want me to say, yeah, it was well within the rules of the game, sure, but it's just yeah. it felt harsh. He doesn't do a lot. He just knocks him over. Like, hey, come on, it's just silly. give him the pen, book him. It's a dumb. Yeah, I think a yellow might have been fair. I think yeah, the referee is probably looking at the rules. Where I think the double jeopardy thing. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but. It's because he's not making a genuine attempt to win the ball. Yeah. And it's kind of cynical. He's just kind of come in and barged into him rather than trying to play the ball, which means it can still be a red. I That's I where it is. Hey, like alternatively, he could just not knock the player over and let him shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So uh kind of put himself in it there anyway, Cancelo, for that one. Um Alvarez, tidy finish off the roof of the bar, maybe keep it a little better. I don't know. I thought it was good. I kind yeah, of enjoyed good. it. it was yeah, a good one. What are you going to do? And uh, Haaland gets a pen at the end. Mm. Yes, he does, doesn't he? City do at home <laughs> in a game they need three points from. There's no conspiracy here. I don't know, Sammy. There, there was, was a, a couple. Cup, well, maybe. A couple over the weekend that weren't given and then that one's given and you think, well, 
what what's the difference between that one and say Dennis for Forest against Brentford? I don't know. I uh, don't know because I didn't see it, but I, it looks like it's a it's a foul from some clumsy defending. It, it gets given anywhere on the park, so it has to be given in the box. The frustration, I guess, comes from like you said, it's not always given everywhere. Because some referees would deem it not, but like it's too soft to be a penalty, which isn't really a rule. It's just like <laughs> is it a foul or isn't it? You know, mm. yeah. If you give it in You're the right. circle, you got to give it in the box. In the ninety third minute, what are you doing? Throwing legs at it, KDB. Don't need. He's, just, when he's when he's moving he's away turning, from goal, he's turning yeah. away from you. Yeah, yeah. I get oh. it. Yes, I get it. But still, it's just it seems like such a harsh way to decide the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you say it's a harsh way to decide the game if it happened in like the seventy fifth or eightieth? Probably just because it was so late. Nah, I don't know. Leeds scored their winner in the eighty third. That um, I felt like the next twelve minutes didn't really. Happen. We're not there yet. I felt like we'd won. Just wait. We're not there yet. We're close though, right? All right. The next game we're going to talk about is Leeds and Bournemouth. I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going no to way. You uh, give us what you got. Give it everything. Go for it. Uh, uh, just what? Just oh, how? Just... I'm sorry. I'm lost for words. I don't know where Stunning. to go. This is what? It's what just a, to win what against a... Bournemouth. Yeah, but what a stupid way to do it, and what a ridiculous <laughs> fucking football club I support. What what on earth? You score first. You start the game really well. Get a penalty. Uh, is it a penalty? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes, no. Who cares? And then after that, we just capitulate and we give the game to Bournemouth, and they score twice. They score again after half time. Can I stop and you I'm... there? Yeah, go for it. Now it's a is it a penalty? Who cares? But when City get it in the ninety third minute, it's it's a conspiracy. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that's all right. I just want to know where the lines are. Okay, carry on. Well, you saw this one. This was more of a pen than the City one. He was at least running towards goal. I honestly can't recall it right now because there was so much on the weekend. But carry on. And then at you know at 3-1, I'm thinking, well, this is great. I'm glad I've bet on Bournemouth. I'm glad I've tipped all of my friends away from Leeds because I knew we would do this. I knew we would beat Liverpool and then be shithouse at home to Bournemouth. Mm. And then Marsh does the thing. The he, throws thing. On, he throws on the kids. It's like he, here you go, Gelhart, Greenwood, Inotto, go for it, change go the do game. Stuff. Unfortunately, my entire career and maybe the safety of this football club in the Premier League depends on you doing something right now. So, can you please, at 18, 19, and 21, do it? And you know what, Sammy? They fucking did they, it. They fucking did it. <laughs> Just... Bit of Nike about him. Just do it. But are they good? I don't know. Who knows? Were they just were they just playing off pure vibes from the crowd? Because I think the the thing that I love about Leeds the most is that at 3-1 down, when they're getting booed off at halftime, still no one decides to leave. Everyone's like, no, nah, fuck yeah. I'm gonna stay the 90 minutes. And if you <laughs> and if you lose, I'm gonna let you know. And you're gonna you're gonna know that yeah. I was here the entire time. And so when the game gets turned around like it did, at 3-2, this was maybe the first time this season. I, it's easy to say in hindsight, but first time I actually thought okay, maybe we might come back into this game. Because against Fulham, didn't think it. Brentford didn't think it. Um, there was another loss along the way there where I was just like, ah, oh, Palace. I was like, as soon as they scored the two to make it 2-1, I was like, no, nah, we're not getting back into this game. But I don't know, with Bournemouth, it looked at Greenwood scores a banger. And then, you know, League One Liam defies all his critics, equalizes, and 
than the two kids. Not though in Somerville, Somerville's world, man. We simply exist to like praise and appreciate him within it. Very good. I like it. Yeah, it was good. It was good to watch. Uh, that comeback, the scenes, Ellen Road, absolutely pumping, absolutely right. pumping. And then Ridiculous I love a good, venue. I love a good kind of uh, counter attack winner like that. You know, it's not not a belter, but it just w- worked into the box and then bang bang tucked away. Uh, cue the scenes. It, it was good, good that it was good that Willie stayed on his feet because there was an opportunity there where he could have gone down, yep. taken the booking. You know, and then we just lump one into the box, whatever. Yeah. No, he's like a little cannon, that guy. Just goes and absolute, goes. Absolute weapon. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Marsh. <laughs> I saw a good tweet. Marsh, Marsh finally gets his willy out and leads to the unthinkable. They come from behind. <laughs> Very good. Phrasing. Um, <laughs> leads for Bournemouth 3. That'll do for that. Unless you got anything else. No. Nah. I think you've had, you've had your piece. Thank you. Yeah. That's maybe the best win we get all season. So let me enjoy it before we. Get no, it was games. good. It was good. All right. Um, before we, uh, just as we wrap up on Premier League stuff, this week's fantasy, uh, no change at the top. Callum Miller, Brendan Simpkins, the top two at the moment. They're still still cruising up there on top of the table. This week's weekly winner, we've got a new one. Uh, young Jaden Bennett with seventy eight points this week oh, is our weekly weekly winner, and his get team up, is called Salah and Team. Okay. Needs some work. Potentially. Yeah, we could workshop this. We're going to do a course in the off-season. Um, <laughs> enroll in TAFE. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. Don't worry about it. It's a credit. You'll get it. <laughs> Salah and team. Salah and team. Yeah. Does he have Salah? That's the important part. Because he'd well, be I'd imagine so. Imagine no if he traded him out. On, no wonder he's on top. He's obviously got him triple captain or something. Well, shit. given he got top scores this week i'd say he's still Has got to. salah so yeah good on him do we still have I'm salah s- I we do still have salah i, I didn't still have james because you didn't make any changes i, I know you were going to make changes i lied to you i said that i was going to do it and i think we, i even said that i did do it but we still have, you did on. it was saturday night you wrote what? yes question mark and i was well, like well that did mean, you or that not means no. that means no Does really it? god all right i'm gonna quickly run through syria ah because uh top of the table clash <laughs> Atalanta Napoli, we talked it up last week. Uh, big one here. Uh, Did it deliver? Two-one Napoli. It delivered a bit. Yeah, wasn't. I think it was kind of a scratchy one. Neither team really wanting to lose it. Napoli just a little bit too good in the end. I think mm. um, took it away two-one. So Napoli kind of stretch ahead. I think maybe Atalanta are now out of second. I'll just check. If you bear with me, I'm just going to quickly go back and look. Let's go with uh, yes. Filling time. They're fourth, That's... Sam. They're fourth. Are they? Yeah. yeah, they dropped to fourth with that one. Yeah, because there were some big results. Um, Juve jumped up to fifth. They beat Inter 2-0 at home in the Derby Whoa. d'Italia. Because so Juve are back. Inter would have been absolutely licking their lips for this one, given the players Juve had out. But Juve pop up. Two po- uh, blah, blah, blah. Two goals. Blah, blah. Two goals. Three points. Um, Love it. They're crazy because Inter were on a four-game winning streak or whatever, so yeah, huge interaction. Um, another one, Lazio missing Chiro Mobile and Sergei Malinkovic Savic beat Roma in the in the derby, one nil, uh, to a comical a comical error at the back from uh, I think it might have, was it Fazio? I don't even know who it was. Some How guy bad? who plays was it for, rigged? Oh, it was Ibanez. 
Uh, it was a rigged or shit nomination, but it, it it's just shit. It's just shit. Yeah. Uh, I hate it when they're just shit. It's one of the old like goalkeeper takes the short goal kick to the guy in the penalty box, and he just he just turns it over in the penalty box, and he's just a moron. And Lazio score, and then that's it in the derby. One nil. That'll do. Um, Shocking. And the other one, obviously, Milan move up to second with a late winner from Oli Giroud. And the interesting note I have on this one, I don't know if you you'll have any thoughts on this, I but see this. I don't know if you'll have any thoughts on this, but Spezia scored a very a very nice goal for Spezia, scored by one uh, Daniel Maldini, mm. who is on loan from Milan at Spezia. Love it. Playing against Milan, scores a goal that potentially could have cost them. You know, they could still be sitting fourth. Now they're second. Do you have any thoughts on the whole uh, lone players playing against? Obviously, Milan have aren't bothered by it, and they're just letting him play against whoever. But I like it. I think it should be more enforced. There shouldn't I be think so like, too. yeah, you shouldn't be banned from playing against your parent club. But screw you, you've got rid of him. Yeah. Would you not want the best experience for the player? And so, yeah. whatever they still managed to win, so that kind of shows you know. All you know, all Milan players on the score sheet. Like that's not a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting. Like it's not something you really see very often. No, you I don't. It, I think it's just a Premier League thing. They don't let them play against their parent club. But yeah, obviously mm-hmm. Milan happy to let Maldini play, and he scored a great goal. He didn't celebrate. <laughs> nice. Just, that's what you like to see. You don't like, really want him to go off into no. the stands, flipping off the board, like <laughs> look what you've missed out on. Yeah, when he's on loan, and he has to come back <laughs> sheepishly for training in <laughs> yeah. six months or whatever. Well, um, with the la- the last name that he has, I think he could do whatever he wants and still be able to come back. Maybe. Um, you uh, you kind of suspected some you? nepotism on his part, didn't you, last year when I told you that he was featuring in Milan games, but the kid's genuinely good. I did, yes, but I haven't and- seen him yet. It's just it's one of those things, and I relate it to Bernardo. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it's just he's given more opportunity than most. Yeah, maybe, but he is good, and he's... um. Obviously, they they were happy to like loan him out and not just keep him and give him games for the sake of it because he's a Maldini. He still has to earn it. He still has to go out and play for his low sides and yeah. get some game time, get the minutes in. So good on him. And that's my Italian rap. Thanks for listening. Yeah, you beauty. Go Napoli. Yeah, after how good. the uh, the big crow we gave them last week. I wonder <laughs> the how many performance. <laughs> I wonder how many people weren't listening just then, and then they heard me say thanks for listening and just turned it off. <laughs> well, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. If you're still here, well, let's do the Champions League. That would have got us our plays that we're after, Sam. So let's do the Champions League because uh last week we did obviously talk up we chose the wrong week to do the Napoli thing, maybe potentially. You know, everyone's like, Oh, Napoli's so good. Or oh, why did they lose then? It's, it's almost like football teams can lose games. Uh, there's me just mocking the few listeners we have. The the very tiny minute <laughs> amount. And they be- hadn't lost prior to that. So, so many of we us- are so many of our fans are Liverpool. Uh, so many of our listeners are Liverpool fans, you know. Mm. So uh, they were they were hot on that straight away. But Napoli do go through the top of the group. Liverpool right there with them. Same points. Ajax and Rangers absolutely smashed out. Um, Napoli drew Frankfurt in the round of 16 and Liverpool drew Real Madrid. Have you got any thoughts on these? Mm. Yeah, it really... Uh... Really shows how meaningful that Liverpool victory was in the uh, in the last game. <laughs> in fact, they were managed to finish second and draw Real Madrid. What a horror draw! Like that is there was a few good teams that did finish second, so there was a couple of and because of how many Bundesliga teams that qualified as well, 
it obviously left Bayern with very few options who they could play. But for this, Liverpool-Real Madrid, this is easily the game of the, the round of 16 and probably the one they were both least hoping for. I feel like this would have been the... I mean, you got, we'll get to PSG-Bayern later, but I think if it was Napoli-Real Madrid, I think that would have been equally exciting. So I think no matter who drew Real Madrid there from those two would have been... That would have been a brilliant tie. I think yeah, for sure. For a neutral, might... but Napoli, Napoli must be stoked that they got Frankfurt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this may come across strange, though, but I think given Liverpool's form right now, I think they're probably under less pressure than Napoli are because mm-hmm. Napoli have the hype around them now. They're sitting top of Syria. They're absolutely dominating teams. Obviously, they had that loss to Liverpool, but they did. They spanked them the first time around. Um, they'll be expected to win Frankfurt, which kind of puts them in a different position to what they're used to. Yeah, potentially. Um, I kind of like, now that they're not doing um, away goals, that the home team in the second leg have the advantage if it does slip up and they do have to go to extra time and stuff. Yeah. They're still at home and they still have a way to get past the lowly ranked away team. I would just... I wouldn't. I really wouldn't be phased if I was Napoli right now. Like they just seem to be in such great form and in such great nick that anything that they come across this this kind of game away from home, they could even rotate slightly and just go there and get a draw and then come home and pulverize them. Yep. I, I would no. It's it's so much better. I understand what you're saying. Like Liverpool going into the game against Real Madrid, they are definitely the underdog, and so they don't have any expectation, funnily enough, on getting through in this round. I mean, yeah. probably from the fans, they would. Like, let's say from the fan perspective, they would still want to show up and actually give a good performance and not be routinely beaten, which they still may not be. Uh, obviously, yeah. Obviously, you still want to. But I think from a wider media perspective, Liverpool won't be viewed as being able to go through in this game. And so that does lessen the pressure and gives them an opportunity to, yeah, you know, maybe play more freely and play in the manner that they wish. And it's, I think it's completely fair for everyone to be tipping Real Madrid at this point anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of get the impression Nunez, uh, Darwin Nunez might be a, like this crazy big game player. And I just, I kind of hope for him and for Liverpool in a way that he does show up in this game. Okay. Uh, Group B, Porto and Club Brugge were the teams that went through. Leverkusen finished first and Grub FC, Atletico finished fourth. How funny. Crazy. Beautiful. Yeah. What, a, what a fantastic group. Isn't that just football wins in a Champions League group? Oh, definitely. Um, Brugge get through to play Benfica. What a round of 16 tie. One of those clubs will be in a Champions League quarterfinal. How good. Um, and Inter, Inter Porto will be a very interesting battle, I think. Definitely, because they are obviously the the Portuguese teams, as we so often do, but I think more widely have been underestimated again going into this competition. Absolutely. And they both still exist in this round of 16 tie. And hell yeah. Inter on their best game, Porto on their best game, is going to be a fantastic match for the neutral. Look, I don't know enough about other side to give a prediction, but I'm looking forward to that one, maybe more than Milan-Tottenham, for example. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that, but I'm predicting Porto, I think, at the moment. Um, You reckon? Okay, cool. Yeah, I think Porto will get them. Inter, I just don't know. They're just so up and down, and if they have a bad day, they're they're shocking. They're going to get blown, yeah. Yeah. Group C, Bayern ended up winning it over Inter Barcelona third. I think that was the, I reckon that was my pre-season prediction. Yours had Barcelona second, mm-hmm. maybe. 
Uh, yeah, I had Barcelona going through. Yeah, Pil- Pilsen on zero points. Um, well, I mean, you we know, could pick that tough, tough group for them to get. I, I kind of wish. I kind of wish there were markets that you could tally up the zero point teams in the groups because there was a couple. There was a couple that you could have got a decent odds at. Uh, it was Rangers and Pilsen, mm-hmm. and May and Copenhagen. That was it. They were so close. Uh, yeah, well, they got three points. They had three draws, so mm. yeah. Um, buying through, they got PSG. That's I think that's the tie. Mo- lots of people looking forward to, aside from the Real Madrid Liverpool one. We already spoke about Inter Porto, but buying PSG, crazy, just a crazy set of circumstances that saw them meet in this stage of the competition. Um, wh- how how do you predict this? I I don't know. I kind of wish I could buy and win. I kind of wish I could flick a co- flip a coin and like they both lose. Oh, wouldn't that be somehow. nice? And just both somehow they yeah, or like a match fixing scandal on one side and then like a yeah. sports sports game yeah. on the other side. Bang! Well, let's do out. that. Let's set that up. That'd be a good movie. Ooh. But yeah, Ooh, that would I, be. I think buying go through comfortably though. <laughs> I was going to say, do you see FIFA Uncovered's coming to Netflix after November? Oh, brilliant. Um. Yeah, Bayern probably go through. Uh, but PSG's front three are insane. And they, they are. are actually, they are firing. But it's going to be a post-World Cup environment. And two of three of these guys are going to be pissed, if not all three of them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Barca go out into the Europa. I think they drew Man United as well, didn't they? Um, they did. What a draw. <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting <laughs> watch. But yeah, I haven't actually taken much note of the Europa League draw yet because it's an annoying competition to be in. But yeah, whatever. We'll see. When it gets down to the grittier end, we'll have a look. Uh, group D, Tottenham ended up winning this mess of a group. Nuts. out Frankfurt. Marseille still could have gone through had they got a late winner, but they end up bottom, sporting third. Um, Frankfurt last year's Europa League winners through, I think we've already mentioned they play Napoli, tough draw for them mm-hmm. and Spurs have AC Milan in, that. that's going to be a great tie I think You, re- mm, you reckon, I don't know, this kind of seems I like... say that from, uh, that's Milan bias I think they're a shot of going through I'm backing yeah. Milan I would back Milan too, it's just it, to me it seems like Conte is just going to play the most anti-football possible and it's going to be the you know, you could almost see one nil aggregate game. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't predict there'll be too many goals in these those two tight those two games. Um yeah, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on this group. It's a bit of a dead one, isn't it? It just it just kind of makes that a little bit null and void for the neutral. I'm interested to see who goes through. I think Milan go through, but yeah. I wouldn't I'm not gonna watch this game by any means. If you could have taken ideally, if you could have taken one team out of this group and swapped them with Barcelona. Um, I know that makes the group stage more bland, but it would have made this group a bit lively and we wouldn't have had Tottenham and Frankfurt in the round of 16, but here we are. As it goes. I mean, this is the beauty of the Champions League run. Yeah, very good. Uh, Group E, Chelsea finished top of the group. Milan had to draw the last game against Salzburg to go through. They ended up winning 4-1. They batted Salzburg. They go through. Dinamo Zago, bottom of the group. Uh, Milan have Spurs, like we said. Chelsea, Dortmund, big tie. Good game. I like this. This is two teams that are kind of in and out of form all the time. Um, You would probably say Dortmund maybe more on the upward spiral at the moment, especially with... Upward uh, spiral? Upward spiral. It's an interesting one. You don't believe it? Uh, Any team that has Mkoku in it at the moment, 
should be recognized as a force. Bagged a brace on the weekend. Uh, first, that beautiful dipping, swerving kind of effort that fucking bamboozled the goalkeeper. He had no idea what was going on. Yep. Um, made it a double and became the youngest player in Bundesliga history to score 10 goals or something. Yeah, he did. Um, 17 years old. These Both these two teams can absolutely leak goals. Yeah. So you reckon there'll be I'm, goals in this? I'm over hoping 2.5. it'd be it'd be good. I'm hoping it'd be good to watch, and that both teams will go out and try and attack because Chelsea have uh, like on paper their attack is, you know, it's exciting. It's, it's what you want to see. Um, and Dortmund just generally play that way anyway. So uh, we'll see. They both have pretty leaky defenses at the moment. So who knows? I probably back Chelsea to go through, just because okay. I don't know if Dortmund could. Dortmund could probably. They could probably both win their home game. And mm-hmm. so maybe you get an extra time or something. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. We'll see. And especially because Uber goes back to Dortmund as well. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll be backing. I'd say I'll be picking Chelsea to go through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I reckon I'm hoping penalties in this one. Okay. Cool. Uh, Group F, Real Madrid go through with Leipzig. We've talked about Real Madrid. Well, we talked about Liverpool, but um, Real Madrid pretty... They're, they're cruising, aren't they? They are cruising. They did lose to Rayo uh, Vallecano on the overnight, I think it was. They did. They dropped a game, in, yep. In the Madrid derby, yep. They came back from 2-1 down. So that's there. They slipped up in Europe and now they've slipped up at home as well. So could this just be uh, mines elsewhere? Uh, they're, 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 they're World Cup bound. They did, minor, they're, minor blimp. They'll be right. They're not. They're not top anymore, though. Barca did jump them, so there's That's competition fine. at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Very I don't good. know. Could this be the start of something bad? No. Hopefully. Just calm down. Leipzig through in second. They've got Man City. Shakhtar finished third. Celtic bottom of the group with two points for Ange. Uh, not a good outing for Celtic and Rangers, the two Scottish sides in the Champions League. Um, Leipzig. Leipzig have Man City. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, hopefully I the Red Bull get... team gets rolled. Is that what I want? I think they will get rolled. Yeah. It doesn't matter to them because they're getting 18 million pounds of stolen funds from Leeds. So it doesn't anyway. matter if they go through or not. Anyway. that Come on. Do you see a realistic situation where they win this? No, I don't. I was just hoping for some more football thoughts, not you conspiracy theory stuff. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, City should just roll them, right? Uh, they should. Leip- I think that Leipzig switches go bang bang. Yeah, I can't. I mean, what is Leipzig's form in the league? Pretty good, but you know, they did well to get out of this group. Clearly, yeah. This is such a terrible draw for them. It's just City could probably toy with them at their place. And Leipzig have been Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig have been horrible in the Bundesliga as well. So mostly. So oh, there you go. Aside from absolutely dismantling Dortmund that one game. They've been very up and down. They sit mid-table. They've not been great to watch either. So, um, mm. I saw that their home form is bad. Right, so. Yeah, their home form's right. They're pretty solid at home, but uh, backing City there is, pretty comfortably, which... It's a bit of a mismatch, yeah. Yeah, which gets us to Group G, Man City, Dortmund. We've covered them. They both went through. Sevilla, pretty underwhelming. I think they would have they would have thought they'd be in the mix to match it with Dortmund this season, um, but they... Because they were right up there in the La Liga last season. They dropped mm-hmm. away. They've been pretty poor domestically this season. And they were pretty poor in this campaign. They got belted by Dortmund at home. 
and Copenhagen finished bottom. Yeah, disappointing for Sevilla, definitely. But one of those teams that could definitely go into Europa and march a charge all the way through to the semis. Yep, and the final group, Benfica, end up going through the top of the group over PSG and Juventus. I'm not sure. <laughs> I reckon you Brilliant. might have had Benfica. I think I did because I didn't, I didn't want to show second. disrespect to the Portuguese side. So, mm, yeah, maybe, yeah, but um, you've a third, so crazy. And like, you wouldn't a have had that far as well. Like, Benfica and PSG, 14 points, Juve and Maccabi Haifa on three. But that's how Benfica got through. They belted um, Maccabi 5 1 or something in order yeah. to jump PSG. So, that's what Put you get. That's what you get, PSG. Jump PSG. Mm. On goal difference, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh no, it's it's head to head, I believe, isn't it? I think it's head when I think there was similar or the I don't know. There was some kind of thing where it came down to know. goals scored. Okay. All right. I didn't look too closely at that group because I didn't care about any other teams. All right. Who do you have? Club uh Club Brugge and Benfica. That's probably the underdog tie of the round, isn't it? I've been Fika. I think they'll both win their home games, though. That'll be great to watch. That's yeah. a toss-up, actually, between Dortmund and Chelsea now because they're on the same day. There anyway, are some really good ties. Good round of 16, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll probably miss out on one of the good games because I'll be watching Milan Spurs. So <laughs> we'll see I how can that see that goes. happening. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why a Super League is a terrible idea because you don't get teams like this competing. No, you don't. All right, I think we'll wrap it there for this week. That's plenty plenty to go on. Um World Cup's engine closer, boy, oh boy. Uh, we're going to stay tuned for a red edition this week. Adelaide United winning away to Western United and the, uh, the Socceroos squad is out for Qatar. Who's on the plane? Who's not on the plane? Uh, you all know anyway, but yeah. Tune in and but listen, listen to us talk li- shit about listen it. Listen to us divulge yeah. and just hang shit on everyone we don't Listen like. to these random idiots on the internet talk about it. Bye. Talk about random idiots on a plane. See ya.